I want to watch When Harry Met Sally, but I want it to have a millennial sensibility and to be from Canada. Oh, what if? Or, in Canada, the F word. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. You owe me 15 grand, pal. I love you! That's all I needed to hear. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Don't be mean. We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Riders Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Kurland. And we're nearing the end of What is Love Month. And joining me is one of my favies, Mr. David Allen Prescott. Hey, Scott. Hey, buddy. Hey. So I've been trying to get you to watch this movie forever. I know. My list is so long at this point. It's like, put it on the basket and ask me to come on and then I'll watch (laughs) because I'll have to. So why don't you give us the blockbuster rule? All right. Uh, oh, uh, single man, fresh off a breakup, meets what he thinks may be a romantic prospect, only to find she's taken, so settles for being her best friend. Or are they more? You always do the Who best knows? ones. <laughs> <laughs> what if they were more than that? Well, in Canada and the United Kingdom, the movie is called The F Word. Yeah. But in America, they're like, oh, people are going to think that means fuck. Right. They also, so the, the version that I watched was on Prime. And there were like multiple swears that were like substituted for other things. Or you could see that she, like, said the F word, but they, like, got rid of that part and just moved on to the rest of what she said. It was very weird. I was like, you think I can't handle these words? I think it was to get the PG-13 rating. The rating. in Canada, the rating is 15 plus. Okay. Here, we have PG-13 and Mm -hmm. R and no wiggle room. (laughs) Right. Also, there's nudity in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Did you watch it on Prime as well? I own it. You own it. Okay. So I don't know if there's a difference. I only saw like a little bit of butt. Yeah, that's still nudity. All right. Okay. All right. But for a PG-13 movie, seeing any but is a big deal unless it's like a jim carrey movie there were a bunch of butts there were four people's butts we saw yeah but they were in moonlight that makes it different what's so weird is that kylo ren harry potter and a terminator in this movie i know and I, I just love Adam Driver. I had forgotten that he was in it, and I was so excited the second I saw him. I love Daniel Radcliffe, not just as, like, Harry Potter, but whenever mm-hmm. he's in a movie. I think it was this movie because his acting in this film is so nonchalant. Yeah. And so, he's so good. There's just something so honest and effortless about him. He just kind of does it. Yeah. He was actually the second choice, both him and Zoe Kazan, who I love Zoe Kazan. I don't know who that is. She plays Chantry. Oh, (laughs) well, I do know who that is. Never mind. So who were the first choices? Uh, For Chantry, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And who's that? Um, Did you see Birds of Prey? No. Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. Ramona. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's great. 
yeah, I'm but- clearly the best person to have on this movie show because <laughs> I know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we do TV. You got to do the Golden Girls yeah, twice. Yeah. <laughs> and and who Rebels was the takes- first choice for uh, Daniel Radcliffe's part? Wallace. I got to mumble this because this person is a problematic human being. <laughs> Uh-oh. Casey Affleck. Oh, God. Oh, Casey Affleck. The thing is, he's one of those people where you could just look at him and know he was going to be problematic from the beginning. Is it the mumbly voice? It's the mumbles and the, I don't, he just seems like your weird alcoholic uncle. (laughs) You know what I mean? He always did. It's like, even when he wasn't old enough to be your weird alcoholic uncle, he still was that. Hey, David, I want to tell you a story about Bigby. He's like that guy who'd like just got out of the hospital and is still half on. Well, I, he's on drugs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say he has a drug problem. It just it just seems so different for those two who are mainly dramatic actors. Yeah. To go to Daniel Radcliffe and Zoe Kazan, who looks so youthful. Yeah, I think that the. The charm of this movie would be so lost with Casey Affleck in that role. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's now she's more of a dramatic actress. Right. Because of Fargo. But like the charm of these two of Radcliffe and Zoe Kazan. It's so sweet. Like they're me cute right away. They have chemistry. Yes. Yeah, that was supposed to be an anonymous fridge magnet poem. And here I am quietly judging you. Oh, I can handle it. I've humiliated myself much more thoroughly. Uh, ah. Here it is. Here it is. Hi. Oh, did you guys meet? Uh, kind of, yeah. Wallace, Hi. this is my cousin Chantry. Hi. Chantry, this is my college roommate, Wallace. You're Wallace. Yep. This is the first time he's been outside in like a year. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you do look pale. I just assumed you were like anemic or partially albino. It's both, actually. Like, I know you didn't really like the refrigerator scene you said. Just something about, I don't know, it felt, I don't know, it it felt like artificially cute for a second. Yeah. Like trying too hard. But then, but I was fine after that. Yeah. It's actually pronounced four, but uh, we say forte. (laughs) I know that whole thing. I was like. Oh, okay. All right. We got some some little writer here who's, you know, thinking they're really cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. But then uh, I, I got over that really quickly. Yeah. I really enjoyed the, the, the writing for the rest of the film. The crazy thing, this, I got to, I'm like messing up. Apparently I'm having a stroke. The crazy thing <laughs> about this movie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is it won a Canadian Oscar for best screenplay wow yeah this like in a category of comedy or overall overall does canada not release a lot of movies um well no they also (laughs) lump in other ones too this is good but that seems that's really surprises me well also they have a better sense of humor and they appreciate cinema more in a different way yeah so this was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Daniel Radcliffe. Zoe Kazan was not nominated. Oh. Neither was Adam Driver. I love him. But Mackenzie Davis was. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, which is weird because her role is like less screen time yeah. than the sister who would right. have been nominated for supporting. Such a small role. That really surprises me. But she steals all our scenes. Yeah. Yeah. She was a lot of fun. I just love her line when she's like, you need to keep me calm or I'm going to ditch this wedding and go bang a sailor. Where are you going to find a sailor? At the dock. dock. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that moment is a great moment where it's Daniel Radcliffe sort of like, even though he's down, still has that sort of romantic sensibility. And so the idea that it wouldn't occur to him that we're on a boat and so there's a dock and that's where you would find sailors. Yeah. It's just like, what? Why? How would you even do that? And she's like, literally, it's right, it's right near us. Because <laughs> he doesn't take any chances or do anything crazy ever. And so. Because he was it cheated on. Right. Yeah. And like 
people who have been cheated on, like, this is the sentimentality that they have. Like, they've been hurt. And they try not to do the damage that someone else did to them. Right. And I like that they do that in this movie. And you get scared to take chances. Oh, yeah. You get scared to go out there and put yourself out there and and not just in the sense of a relationship and sense of in a sense of any part of your life because it's like you just had this you know seemingly solid thing fall through so you don't want to put yourself in another position to have that happen again so his breakup literally happened 372 days before the movie started which is a year and two weeks (laughs) Oh, in reality, you in the movie. That's yeah. what. Oh, okay. Well, he was on the roof. I didn't know that. Am I supposed to know that? Did it say that it had been that long since the breakup? Yeah, because the voicemail says this. Uh, this message has been saved for three hundred and seventy-two <sighs> days. Yes, I'm. See, I'm a moron. <laughs> and I thought it was like, we're going to save this message for you for this long. And then he deleted it. But clearly, I lacked the insight to understand what was going on. So Haley and I saw this movie when we first started dating. And it was like, like we fell in love instantly with this film because we mm-hmm. were falling in love with each other. <laughs> like, Aww, yeah. And... There's just something about Daniel Radcliffe in this film that is so fucking charming. So charming. I think a big part of it is that he never crosses the line. He never is a bad person. He's such a good guy the whole time. Like normal formula for these films is, you know, Oh, we fall in love, but like can't really be. But then I make a huge mistake and do something douchey, but then we get back together. But he never really does something douchey. They have a falling out, but it's not bad at all. That he goes to Ireland to tell her how he feels. Right. That's the thing that breaks them up for a second. Is it really that bad? It's not bad at all. At all. How long have you felt this way? Pretty much since the day we met. So when I said I have a boyfriend and I just want to be friends yeah. and you said that's what you wanted to, that was a lie? No, no, I wanted that to be true. But it wasn't. You never wanted to be my friend. We, we are friends. I haven't just been trying to put my junk inside your trunk. Like, I feel like, so the first time we I saw this, I keep saying we like Haley's here. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I... I saw this. I was like, okay, Ben isn't that bad. Like her boyfriend. Yeah. And then watching it again and again and again, the more I watch it, I'm like, he's kind of a fucking asshole. He majorly is. He's such a jerk. Because in the beginning, my thought process was the fact that like he's just career driven he has hopes and dreams mm. and then like when i watched it this time i noticed how jarring it was where he's like are you trying to sleep with my girlfriend like the first time i was like okay he's just asking right. this time it was like okay you're a little too much yeah i think it's also the movie left a lot of things insinuated but didn't feel the need to hit you over the head with them um like his thing with the the argentinian woman when he was in dublin like oh they clearly fucked right oh yeah a hundred percent but the movie doesn't feel the need like we're gonna show you the two of them being buddy buddy together and you're just gonna know um i think american film feels the need to hit us over the head with everything Like, we didn't need to catch them having sex. We didn't need it to become more of a thing than it did. It was enough. We saw it, and we were like, oh, God, this guy's trouble. And And also, it was weird that the Argentinian um, 
attorney was like, you don't need to worry about his fidelity. He's dedicated to you. Like, I've tried so many times. I succeeded once, but... <laughs> See, I got more of like, a, I have a husband at home too, but we're away from our families for a year and we're going to have sex with each other while that's happening. I guess with Ben, there's something about him, like... You want to like him because Shandry likes him. Mm -hmm. But. And I like that we can be. I, I really didn't know how to feel most of the time. It's like you love them together, but you're also like, clearly this girl has this woman has a reason for being with this man and she wants to stay with him. So, you know, I, I respect that relationship but clearly she has some interest in ben not in ben in wallace and it was great when she finally said that she's never broken up with anyone she always just tries to make it work and then it was like you're just trying to make ben work it doesn't right. work you don't like ben he's not like you you guys aren't the same but also that was part of her arc. She needed to break up with someone for the first time. It had yeah. to be Ben so that her and Wallace could make it work. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> Haley uh, was watching with me this morning and she goes, a happy person in a happy relationship just doesn't give up their number. Right. Or I said it and she agreed with me. Right. It was so surprising that she gave him her number. Um, it's the kind of thing like I'll friend you on Facebook, you know, <laughs> you meet somebody you want to be friends with. You're not like, give me your phone number. Yeah. I have people I'm friends with that. I don't have their phone number. You know, <laughs> I, it's, it's 2021. Although when did this movie come out? 2014. Yeah. 2014. People aren't giving out their phone numbers all over the place. <laughs> also the way she says my boyfriend like the way she says it is like she doesn't even believe it <laughs> well at the beginning of the movie i didn't know if maybe she didn't have a boyfriend and she was just like testing him saying it to keep him at a distance or something so when she finally had him over and the boyfriend was there i was like oh all right <laughs> I, I this isn't where i thought this was going because she so, was so weird about the way she said it yeah maybe that was just her delivery because it was the whole yeah, like, I think it was purposeful, though. It's because it's almost like she needed to remind herself, like, yeah, I know that we had a good time and I kind of flirted with you. And like, I'm really not super happy with this guy, but I always make it work. So my boyfriend, just so <laughs> I remind myself and that, you know, that he, I have a boyfriend that I like a lot. He's I think great. she's saying it more for herself than for him. <laughs> Right. So I have a rule with a film. If it references a better movie, the movie is usually a bad movie. But with What If, it references both The Princess Bride oh, yes. and The Thing, two of my yes. favorite movies. Oh, it was so great. I was so excited to see them both. What if, like, out of nowhere, Peter Fox just started narrating this movie? <laughs> That would have been really cool. And when he mentioned fool's gold on that day, Chantry realized what he meant was, I love you. <laughs> it was just really great because they were like genuinely quirky people. Sometimes you see these movies where they try to portray people as, oh, we're a little different from everybody else. But it like their difference is that they both like the Beach Boys, like nothing that's actually <laughs> makes them interesting. You know what I mean? But they try to play you them like off music? that way. I wow, love music. Oh, we're just two little rebels. <laughs> no, they actually. Did you um ever see they came together? The guys who made Wet Hot American Summer made this like play on rom coms. Yeah. And they keep saying, it's like New York was a character. <laughs> but there's a scene where um, Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler, who are the leads, are like, you like food? I love food. We're soulmates. Oh, my God. I need to see that. Yeah. I love them both. 
And it's from the people who did Wet Hot American Summer and Reno 911. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm sold. <laughs> but like with this, the crazy thing is we don't have rom-coms anymore. Like ones that are released in theaters. So right. the fact that this came out in 2014 and was a rom-com mm-hmm. and was released in theaters is like incredible with great actors mostly now you want a rom-com it's like you have to watch like a hulu or netflix original yeah and it's garbage c-list d-list people and uh, fake yeah and then they have like steve zahn and judy greer as the veteran actors (laughs) yes (laughs) the and credit goes to steve zahn right so it was it was nice to see it handled nicely. It was it was a genuinely enjoyable movie that didn't feel cloyingly sweet or artificial. It was just a lot of fun. This is the movie that I mentioned or was alluding to a few weeks ago on the Bagel Basket. We did San Junipero, mm-hmm. which Mackenzie Davis who is in this movie mm-hmm. plays Yorkie. And because of that, in that episode, I said, because of this movie, I couldn't believe that Yorkie was so innocent in this timid character. Cause yeah. I've literally seen her make out with Adam driver and try and get two people to have sex with each other. Yeah. Make out with Adam Driver while telling him she's going to grind his body up and spread it on toast. Yeah, like. <laughs> that's so She's weird. really good at both, though, too. She really is. She's great. She is. But at the same time, I'm like, you're not so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I love San Junipero. Yeah. That one. Um, Mallory was on for that one. And. I'm going to ask you this question. If you had the option of doing San Junipero, like just for like however long you would want on your terms, would you upload yourself or are you too scared of technology that you wouldn't do that? Oh, I'd do it. Oh, you and I both. Oh, I would so do it. Yeah. Mallory said no. I never got an answer from my wife. <laughs> like, I am so, like, it's an actor thing, I think. It's like, you know, you've got all those different aspects of yourself that are living in one body, and it's like... Here's why I would do it. Real-life theater. Because I want more of the Groundhog Day thing, where I have unlimited time to learn, like, a language or an instrument. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's the appeal of an afterlife that is digital. And who knows what happens if they have a power outage? <laughs> right. Whatever. I'll take my chances. Adam Driver was not famous when he filmed this movie. Like, oh. he, he filmed this when he was in between girls and he was making um, Midnight Special. This was, okay. like, right before... So, like, girls fans knew who he was, but not many outside of that. And I think that works in favor of this film. Yeah. Because he's like, did you see Marriage Story? I did. And Black Klansman, he's, like, so reserved in those both those films. Mm -hmm. Here he's just, like, all over the place. In Girls, too. I couldn't believe when I saw him in other stuff. He's another one that I think just seems so natural and just so like I uh, I feel like his performing is this uh, I don't know there's something Meryl Streep-esque about it in that I just never question it (laughs) but he's really good at just being chill and just doing his thing but he's also really good at being totally friggin crazy just his speech on honesty there is a fourth option yeah be honest tell her how you feel might ruin the friendship, but at least you stood up like a man and expressed your feelings. Wait, I'm sorry. Since when does, does being a man involve expressing your feelings? I mean, did I miss a memo? Because if I recall, being a man meant hiding your feelings forever. 
Like Bruce Willis, you never see Bruce Willis expressing his feelings. Most you ever get out of Bruce is a hint of melancholy at the edge of a smirk. Do you think Bruce Willis would be happy just being friends? And like some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, like, um, oh, what was the line where he got explosive diarrhea? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. walked in and saw her labia for one second and immediately got diarrhea, his cousin. <laughs> I, and he just he he says it and it doesn't feel like it's gross lines written for a gag it feels just so real like the conversation that he has at the karate tournament with um i gotta put a pin in the fact that everyone went to the karate tournament i gotta talk about <laughs> that later but the conversation they have is like but you could eat your own poop but right. you couldn't eat the poop that came from that poop. And it's the kind of thing that w could just seem like some uh, throwaway side banter and ridiculous. But I was watching that like, yeah, this is what these two guys would talk about. Absolutely. Going to the karate tournament, it just reminds me of, and I was thinking about this the other day, in sitcoms when friends will just randomly show up to some menial event. Right. It's like it's his nephew's karate thing. Why 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 are they there? Yeah. And I don't how even did think his mom was there. Beer? Was his mom there? Uh I didn't see her. So no. I was like what an odd assortment of people to be there. The first time we saw this movie, Haley thought that that was Jesse J. <laughs> oh my god. I can't think of what else I've seen her in. I meant to look it up. She's been in other stuff, but I understand the Jesse J thing. I know that whatever else I saw her in, she was a character that you absolutely hated. And so the second I saw her, that was I was like, I hate you. But then <laughs> I then hate it when like, that happens, but that's but what it so, was. She's so sweet in this movie. She did, but it was hard for me to to turn around i was like oh oh it's this i don't even know why i hate you i can't remember what movie it was but i hate you from something i just love when she's yelling at him and she starts choking on the sandwich and he saves her life <laughs> and then she eats the sandwich another bite. Yes. that's like what we would all do i'm, I'm just looking up what what else it was that she was in but was i'm she still in Saint Trinians? involved Oh, I do love St. Trinian's. We saw that together. I love it. <laughs> we did not see the sequel, though. No. She here. Okay. Jemima Ruper is her name. Is it Jemima or Gemma? It's Jemima. Oh. Kinky Boots. Kinky Boots. It was Kinky Boots. She's the original girlfriend who's awful. Yeah. Yes. That's what it is. All right. I'm glad to have that resolved. Ah, oh, Kinky Boots. <laughs> kinky Boots is so great. Did you see the live musical? I haven't. I need to. I have Broadway HD so I can watch it, but I still haven't gotten to it for whatever reason. It's very charming. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything else. That, okay, so the fact that they turned Kinky Boots, an indie film, into a musical makes me think that they could turn What If into a musical. What if, what if would be such a sweet musical? Well, the person who did the score for the movie mm -hmm. was A.C. Newman from, uh, he's in all these bands. He's in The New Pornographers with Nico Case. Um I think he's in Subterfuge. He's amazing, and the score is so good. I literally didn't notice the score. <laughs> the score uh, actually... But that's probably my own fault. At my wedding, uh, when, I was, when we were waiting for the processional, mm -hmm. that was the song that was playing Aww. music from the score. Nice. So, yeah rom-coms there have been a few musicals that have tried to happen that are rom-coms and they just kind of tank i know at the fringe they did a basically from screen to 
stage of When Harry Met Sally. Oh, as a play or as a musical? Just a play. Just a play. They literally took the screenplay and they turned it into a play. Well, The Princess Bride, they're working on that. I don't know what state it's in now that everything's shut down. So on Hell is a Musical, we actually talked about that. Because Orion owned the rights to the film. Mm -hmm. Then when MGM went defunct, Fox bought it. Mm-hmm. And now it's owned by Disney, so they can't make a musical. They can't? No. So, Why? Why wouldn't Disney make a musical? Because they have like other properties that they can do. That's true. But so from there, they made Valley Girl into a musical. Oh. Yeah. That's, oh, that's a good substitute. That's what we did on Hell is a Musical. It's oh, awful. God. It's awful, yeah. Mm, gross. But this would be so good. What if the musical? It'd be a really great off-Broadway musical. Like, don't give it to big, glitzy, showy people. Let it. And Daniel stay Radcliffe would do it humble. too. Because, oh, he totally would. Um, one of the things I saw when I was living in New York was him and How to Succeed mm-hmm. in business, and he was so good. I was so surprised at how good he was. I saw clips of that. I was like, oh, you know, they're just slapping a name in there. But he was so, and you could tell he was having so much fun. In this film, I think, I was really let down when he didn't win the Canadian Oscar. Because I feel like that's the only award that he'll ever truly deserve. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Daniel Radcliffe. He's one of my favorite mm-hmm. actors. I've watched everything, and unfortunately, I mean everything he's been in, including Horns, including uh, Woman in Black. Oh, Woman in Black. But like, oh, the reason, terrible book. The reason terrible why this <laughs> just a terrible everything. Just really bad. <laughs> the reason why that worked or this film works is because it's just set in modern time. And it's nice to see him not have to be in a period piece and not Mm -hmm. have to be, you know, Harry Potter. Right here. He just gets to talk like a normal person. He's just a laid back, nice guy. Yeah. Also, I love the fact that he has like the shittiest job. I know that was one of the scenes that was weirdly edited when his boss comes over and gives him the manual. He changed, they changed whatever word he said. Fish hooked. Uh, fish hooking. Are you fish hooking me? And I can see that his lips are saying something completely different and I'm trying to make it out. And I'm like, you're saying something filthy that I want to know. <laughs> are you fish hooking me? What? <laughs> Your girlfriend that you fish hooked in high school didn't like it. And I don't like, I'm like, it's definitely not fish hooking. Or maybe it was. And it's just a weird thing they talk about in Canada. Yeah. Ooh, it's a weird Canadian kink thing. (laughs) But like, I love the fact he is a doctor. Like, that's what he's supposed to be. Right. And he gives up on his dreams because his girlfriend was cheating on him and he just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that it's his relationship with Chantry that gets him to go back. Actually, a sign of a really good relationship is that they both find things that motivate them because she needs to be in charge of her company. She Mm -hmm. is an animator. She gave up a job promotion because of Ben. Right. And because of Wallace, she pursues her dream. Right. And he doesn't ask her to not go. And like she, it's, it's great. They both do what it is they're supposed to do. Because I would have bought it if she had gone and he had stayed and they still stayed together. I would have bought that too. You know, I was just like. Do not make this a thing where he says, don't go to Taiwan, stay with me. You know, they didn't do any of the things that I sat there like, please don't, please don't have them like make out and make it like that she's cheating on Ben. 
I was glad that they didn't make either of them dirt bags. The fact that they support each other and like, I love that they tease each other because Haley and I do that. Like, oh yeah, and it's not mean or malice of forethought. Hi, McCoy. Thanks, bud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it's not mean. It's just so sweet, and it's like yeah. how you know they like really like each other. Absolutely. Because when they're in the hospital, he's like, I've been in hospitals like my entire life. And she's like, because of all your deformities. Yes, I loved that. That was such a cute moment. Because Jill and I are the same. We make fun of each other all the time. With love. Yes. The other crazy thing is how awesome Chantry is when his ex shows up. And she's like, I don't know what he said. And she just goes... He's never mentioned you. Oh, it was great. Oh, it was great. It was, and I love that that's the only time you see the ex or hear about her. It doesn't become a thing. You know, it's like he runs into her. You see that moment and Chantry kind of. Oh, he doesn't give a shit about you. Bye. <laughs> the fact that Chantry does that. Is so cool. Yeah, it's, it's not mean. It's not like he doesn't give a shit about you anymore. It's like you're just not on his radar. Right. He's fine. You didn't you didn't wreck him. Yeah. He's going to be fine. Like you made a mistake and lost him. Bye. My win. <laughs> yeah. Well, the crazy thing leading up to that scene. So we talked about how Ben was like, are you trying to sleep with my girlfriend? He gets instant karma right away. Yes. And that's what I love about this film. Mm -hmm. It's like, he's like, are you trying to sleep with my girlfriend? Keep your dick away from her. And then he touches his eyes and then he falls out a window. Right. Because he's one of those guys who thinks he's untouchable and is like, I do whatever I want and strut through the world like I own it, you know? So it was great to see him look like a total idiot immediately after trying to intimidate him. Also, it shows what a bad Dr. Wallace kind of is because saline solution, yeah, might clean out the eye, but milk. Mm. Right. <laughs> Jalapenos, you need milk. Mm. <laughs> and there's literally a refrigerator right behind them. Right. I still absolutely love in this film. We haven't even talked about Chantry's sister. Yes. Did you like the sister? Because for a second you made no. a face. You didn't like the sister? <laughs> I don't like her, but not not in a way that is a, like a fault of the film. Like, I just don't like her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think that she's kind of more the kind of person who belongs with a Ben. Yeah. But I do love, like, when she's like, yeah, and then he basically had this massive erection as he was blowing away all these people. You shouldn't like him anymore. And and Chantry's yeah. like, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. It was, that was a really sweet scene. It, um, it, it It's cool that she is such a small character but has these, like, multiple levels, you know? I'm like, oh, God, this girl. But then there are also those moments that it's like, oh, she's really sweet. She's yeah. really nice. But she's so different from Chantry. Yeah, and I love the scene where she's trying to make out with Wallace and Chantry or the image of Chantry and Wallace's mind just walks up to the car. Yeah. And I think... At the same time when we saw it in theaters, Haley and I just turned to each other when she just goes, boom, and disappears. We're like, that was great. Yeah. When she first walked up, I thought it was her. Yeah, because she literally lives like two blocks away. Right. And then you realize it is not her, and it was great. I could have used a few more of those little, like, surreal moments. Those, like, curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. I don't. Like. I don't think it needed to be chock full of them but i feel like a few more of those little things would have been would have made that moment feel like it belonged more in the film 
see because you have that fun little like angel flying off the page situation yeah well her flying off the page and so uh, like just a little bit more of that sort of whimsical side of things i agree with that welcome but with like the imaginary stuff in wallace's mind it would have gone into a gray area in my opinion because then you would wonder if when the thing happened with Ben falling out the window, is this real or is this fake? Mm-hmm. But it's still pretty great. <laughs> like, yeah. The one scene that I like kind of cringe at and at times want to skip by is um the scene with Adam Driver yelling at the old people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it was so weird. Because at first... I thought it was him like running some sort of like old people rec group. Like maybe that's what he does. But he was just getting drunk and yelling at all of his elderly people. But I was like, oh my, I would have liked this a lot more if they were old people he knew (laughs) than random old people he's accosting. I still think in that scene, you know, Daniel Radcliffe has the best line. He's like, you're right, but you're still a fucking asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Just, I can't... The line where he tells the person he he can see their back knee through their shirt. (laughs) This poor old man. Oh, God. I think someone sharded, and I think it's Mrs. Holt. Shark check. (laughs) Look it up on Urban Dictionary. Look it up. Look it up. (laughs) I still... Okay. The one thing that kind of creeps me out in this movie is everyone kind of knows that Wallace is in love with her, except Chantry. (laughs) Yeah. Except I feel like she does. I feel like she is in denial. I think she knows that that he feels that way about her, you know, and, and I vice think, versa. Right. And I think she is so in love with him. But both of them are telling themselves that they're OK with just being friends because Chantry wants to stay in the relationship with Ben. Right. And he doesn't want to be a homewrecker. Right. I still love all of the, you know, conversation with him at. Adam Driver and Mackenzie Davis with the whole, if it starts dirty, it will end dirty. And then she's mm-hmm. like, I don't believe that because I was so into Alan that it wasn't until the next morning when I woke up in his bed that I realized I already had a boyfriend. Right. <laughs> and that's why I kept, I thought that there was going to be a problem with them that was going to be like, see, we started dirty and it ended bad. But But it it didn't happen. That was great. All the things that I didn't want to happen that would have happened by formula in any other rom-com didn't happen. And I was so glad. I will say that it was wicked mean of them to uh, steal their clothes at the beach. That was really not cool. (laughs) It was really not cool at all. But also the dangerous territory... Like, I do love that Wallace calls her out on it when she's like, I'll look if you look when they're skinny dipping. Right. And he and she's like, this is all on you. And he's like, no, it's not just me. I'll look if you'll look. Right. I just I like you a little bit more romantically than I let on. It's not a crime. And if it is, you're not exactly innocent. What's that supposed to mean? You crossed all the same lines I did, and I was single. You weren't. I've never cheated on anybody. And now you're making me feel like I somehow cheated on Wait, Ben? hold on. I'm making you feel like that. Well, and you did nothing that I might possibly misconstrue. That night on the beach, I'll look if you look. It's also... He didn't do anything. He was okay with just being friends. You know? It, it, he she meant enough to him as a friend that he was like, I still want to be in your life. If I can just be your friend. Yeah. I don't think just, he was lying about that. No, and it so just it's was getting harder and harder. The more time he spent with her. Right. And that's not his fault. It's not her fault either. Right. It's, it's Ben's nobody, fault. 
it, yeah, I like that it there's there isn't really fault. I mean, Ben sucks, but like you don't have to feel like either of them are a bad person for doing whatever they're doing and it just makes it so much easier to enjoy it. What about I kept um, waiting for Daniel Radcliffe to sleep with her sister and ruin everything. It, none of that ever happened and it was like thank you. I was literally for just about letting to me ask enjoy that question. It. I was like did you think he was going to sleep with the sister? Yeah, I thought because that's what they do in these rock. They they like break our heart for a second with something awful that the character does, and that it literally doesn't happen in this one. And I think it just made it so much less anxiety inducing. I will say with the sister, I did love when he's watching his nephew. He's like, "Remember, no junk food, no ice cream, no scary movies," and then. He's like, okay, how long do you think your date's going to be? Because you know that he's going to, like, give the kid ice cream and shit. Yeah. And she's like, if it's good, midnight. If it's bad, 8 p.m. And 8 p.m. Yeah. rolls around, and they're watching the thing. Yeah. And they hear her, and they're like, oh, shit. And they hide the ice cream, and she knows exactly what's going on. She's like, yeah. you're not watching a bird documentary. Right. I just I thought that that was really cool of his sister. It was really cool. It was great. It showed it showed great insight into their relationship. It's a little, it's a tiny little side plot that just was really charming and handled well, and just showed what a really great guy he is. Because like, a lot of people have problems with characters of both Chantry and Wallace in movies because they don't really have flaws, right? They're just, you know, everyday people. Mm-hmm. And we are such agents of chaos as human beings that we want people to be flawed. We want him to mess up. We want him to do something to break up like Ben and her. Mm-hmm. But then he doesn't do it. And you're like, oh, yeah, because he's a decent person and decent people do exist. Right. And I... I sat there like the two of you should be together, but I don't want it to be because he breaks the two of you up, you know? It, so I was so glad. We've seen that, that it, before. Because I don't, right, we've seen that so many times. And that's why I kept thinking. Did Canada crack oh, so the this code? this is where this is going to go. Or, oh, this is what's going to happen. Or per every other rom-com I've ever seen, here's where the really uncomfortable, awful thing happens. And it just didn't. So the director of this movie is Michael Doze. Mm-hmm. Um, he made, did you see the movie The Goon with Sean William Scott? No. So he makes like these movies that are homages to other films. The Goon is an homage to Slapshot. This is an homage to When Harry Met Sally. Like um, he made Stuber, which Mm-mm. is which is an homage to like buddy cop movies like midnight run. Mm-hmm. And he's really talented with finding the essence of what makes a movie good or in, you know, Stuber's case, I think it was Stuber he made and what makes it bad. Mm-hmm. But like he does such a good job with the rom-com uh, genre. Right. You can have the conflict that you need for the film without making either of the characters become assholes. Because we are so used to like Breaking Bad, Black Mirror, films where everyone is a dick. Mm -hmm. That when something sweet and innocent like happens, we're like, oh, Okay, that was cute, I guess, but it's not gonna like make an impact. And when I saw this film, like for days, Ailey and I were thinking about it, and we went back to the theater and we saw it a second time in theaters because it was so charming, and we knew it wasn't gonna last more than a week at this indie theater that was down the street from us. So we saw it again, and it was just as charming. What? Fool's gold is. You take 
a loaf of Italian white bread, you coat it in butter, and bake it. Then you hollow out the inside and coat it with an entire jar of peanut butter and an entire jar of jam. Then you stuff it with a pound of crispy bacon. Do you want to try fool's gold? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After watching this, I'm like, I'm very curious. Right? Uh, but it's such a big production. You have to waste so much stuff just to make it. Also, when they made the two fool's gold, his looked better than hers. Yeah. Hers did. looked almost burnt. Yeah. It I I gave major kudos to the prop department for making them look different. Yeah. Because it's like you know the same person made both of those in the real world, but they did a good job making it look like two different people made them. Um yeah, I do. There used to be this really great, for like five seconds, um, there was this uh, little place called PB&J's, and they were all organic and literally ground their own, milled their own flour to make their own bread. Oh, wow. And it was all like organic, locally owned honey and peanut butter, and I got the best freaking peanut butter honey and banana sandwich that's one of my favorite sandwiches too oh it was so good and it was like they just did it right you know very simple stuff there but they just did it all right and i love that that was their wedding cake too oh my god i know it was so cute were you afraid that they were just gonna end the movie with them like kissing yes and i was so glad they added a postscript me too. Me too. Because I really, I was like, okay, well, now we know they're going to get together. And okay, so it's going to be done. And I'm glad that it wasn't. It was good. Yeah. And I, I'm i glad that they let you know, no, they get married. They make it mm-hmm. work because they have that chemistry. Yeah. I do love that they bookend the refrigerator scenes. I will say that the second refrigerator scene is so much better than the first one. So much better. It's great. I think so. No, actually, I've always hated doctors, so I pretty much think you've become the Antichrist. Right. And Taiwan is shit. That was everything I said a second ago was a lie. And you're going to have an awful time because Chantry means syphilitic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least it would be accurate. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) So how long until you see um, people just as like slabs of meat that you can cut up and sew back together and not like actual people with like real feelings? God, hopefully as soon as possible. And it just really enforces that idea that that like sarcastic banter is them is both of them is what makes their relationship and how soon are you going to see people as just slabs of meat oh right as soon as possible (laughs) (laughs) and you, you know we just we got to see her with ben in dublin not having that same chemistry because they have the same conversation at the campfire Mm -hmm. about cool whip Mm -hmm. and uh wallace is able to keep up with her and come up with fake names and ben and his group don't care about the stuff right too good for that yeah (laughs) and i will say bruce e cream in the e-foam band is my favorite. Oh my God, it was great. It was great. <laughs> oh, and so many times I've said, Pippi Whippetons. I loved that. I, I After that one, before that, I could have believed they were scripted, but that one moment I was like, please, please let that have been an ad lib because it felt so genuinely them laughing at that ridiculously fantastic answer. I love Wallace's put the shit on food. Yeah, put this shit on food. Uh, once again, this film is just so goddamn charming. And it has no right to be as charming as it is. Right. It's just so... I don't know. It was just, it was just easy to watch. Also, when his 
No, not his. When her friends were in the sewing circle, did they look like a coven of witches to you? They did. And all the shelves around them were black, which just added to it. I totally thought that basically as soon as he entered, they were going to have some weird like sex ritual. <laughs> They're like, well, Wallace is here. The sacrifice can begin. And like Stevie Nicks music starts playing. Oh, you didn't know a big twist was coming? You just hear Rihanna. Daniel Radcliffe's sacrifice. (laughs) No, I was very jealous and I wanted to sit in a knitting circle after that scene. I will say the only real problem with Chantry's friends is like that cliche, like her friends are gorgeous and can be supermodels too. <laughs> like Right. And they're all single and they're like, oh, we can't find a guy. Why why can't you introduce us to this guy? It's like, man, I'm pretty sure you're okay. You probably do okay for yourself. Because like if this was like an R-rated, nine, uh, not 90s, early 2000s, like rom-com, she'd be like, yeah, and like pass Wallace off on to all of them and he would have slept with all of them. Right. But like they didn't do that. They did not do that, which was great. Oh, we didn't talk about the wedding. Not Wallace and Chantry's, Adam Aww. Driver and Mackenzie's Davis. It was perfect. It was great. I loved it. The fact that it was just supposed to be like this engagement party and they're like, long engagements never work and it's... I don't want to end up like my aunts, no offense. And like the aunts, they cut to the aunts and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck was that like we don't like big weddings so we're just getting married now i was like this is perfect what it's literally pretty much what jill and i did we we were sitting down planning our wedding talking you know ironing out the details and like you know who were we getting rid of if we were only having 150 people and we were just like this is dumb let's not do this and we didn't do it we just went to we just got married on vacation that year, so I could relate. It was nice. What did you think of her friend? <laughs> oh, her weird little friend. I just love that whole conversation. I don't need your fingers running through my wisps, okay? I really don't. <laughs> Not just that, but her entire speech. That night I learned a thing about identity theft. <laughs> right. And, and being in a foreign country. Yes. And what true friendship was. it Romania was. or something? Yeah, it was Romania. Oh, my God. Yeah, her friend was. It was just really weird because you, you're like, I want to know more about that girl and her friendship because it doesn't seem like the kind of girl she would be friends with. But it's also one of those speeches. Like, I always hate at weddings when the bridesmaid or the best man make a speech and it has nothing to do with the person getting married yeah and i love that it was one of those speeches and you're like this Mm -hmm. is all fucking about you and it was one of those things where it felt very much like this girl drives me fucking insane but she's my best friend and so she's my maid of honor and she's and gonna make a I'm terrible her speech only friend. and i'm just gonna be okay with it because we all know those people we all know those people who that's their friend well she was also the girl she was looking for at the beginning of the movie she's like have you seen allison and adam drivers like i'm allison <laughs> <laughs> so good to see you oh you sound just like her <laughs> and then like wallace steps up and gives Mm -hmm. like the best speech like if you're looking for a great best man speech watch this film because it's like the perfect combination of like humor and sensitivity and just enough sap i remember the night alan and nicole met and that instant connection You know, if you're lucky, it happens once in a lifetime. And if you're unlucky, then you have to come to weddings and hear people like me talking about it and assume that we are all hopeless romantics. Um, It's very easy to be cynical about love, but this tonight, this is hard. Right, and knowing the kind of guy that Alan is, 
you're like, yeah, he loves this speech. You know, it's it's the kind of thing where maybe like the mother of the bride would be like, why is he talking about these things? Why is he being such a jerk? But it's like, if you know their relationship, you know how wonderful this is right now. And then the actual dancing at the wedding and it gets to Adam Driver and he's basically almost topless. Yep. I just I just love Adam Driver. He's just a joy to watch. I think this is the film where I was like, okay, Daniel Radcliffe is one of my favorite actors. Mm. So I'm looking at where we are at for time. So is there anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. I think we've gone over everything well. The last thing I will say is the reason why he goes to Dublin watching it this time is because of Chantry's sister. Right. Because she's like, you know, get it out of your system. And it feels like, okay, this has to be it. I need to tell her how I feel to get it out of my system. Mm. So it's her fault. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's also, it's that moment where it's like, this is it now. Like you're either going to have her in your life or you're not going to have her in your life. And so you have to either do something about it or do nothing about it. And that's Ben had, had no to right to, to punch Dublin. him. Oh, Ben. He had oh, no right ben. to punch him. Not at all, considering he was sleeping with that Argentinian woman. Like, really? That's that awful double standard thing of... I can cheat on my girlfriend, but if she's cheating on me, then we've got a problem. Like, are you kidding, dude? Well, You know you screwed that up. Okay, that's the other thing, because Chantry, like, even says when he's like, nothing happened, and she's like, I'm not accusing you of anything. Right. Like, it, it, He gets immediately so weird about it, and she's like, um, I, wasn't I didn't accusing. say anything. She goes oh, like yeah. full Stevie Bud from right. Shit's Creek. She's like, I didn't say anything. Right. It's like, and Jesus she, Christ. And like, he's like, oh, good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And then she just realizes, because the thing that makes her realize that the relationship with him is not going to work is he doesn't talk to her about, you know, extending his job in ireland for an extra six months he just does it right so yeah he's a jerk all right how many bagels i give it 10 bagels because i think it it breaks out of the normal formulas of a rom-com which was great for me i just kept waiting for the same stereotypical things that we see in every rom-com to happen And did we have the same sort of progression of the storyline? We did. Did we have like the breakdown that end of the relationship that ended up flipping around and resolving? We did, but it was in a very different way than you normally see. And the the characters you were supposed to be rooting for never did anything that made you feel like you couldn't root for them anymore. And I and so it just. It was nice knowing that you were like on the side of two people that you were like, please just realize that you should be together (laughs) versus please stop doing stupid fucking things and fix this. Yeah. I'm going to go with 12 out of 13. Mm -hmm. So because this is just one of my favorite rom-coms like this and while you were sleeping. I almost said sleepless in Seattle. This and while you were sleeping are like two of my favorite romantic comedies. I don't know while you were sleeping. Well, we'll have to do while you were sleeping oh all right (laughs) so do you have it do you have anything to promote i keep asking this i keep forgetting well um i'll just be hanging out on my couch so if anybody uh wants to come over don't because covid's happening so i've got nothing going on just looking forward to the world reopening someday soon yeah whenever that is whenever that is so I have another podcast that David has been on called Hell is a Musical. Mm-hmm. You can find that on Twitter and Instagram, and you can listen to it on the Zero Science Network. 
David will be back again. I haven't told him yet, but we want to pitch him. I'm going to pitch him after this episode ends, but I think I have something that you're going to just jump at. Oh, I'm excited. So you can follow Hell is a Musical at Hellpod on Twitter or Hell is a Musical Podcast on Instagram. And with this podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and email us at writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. Until next time, David, my friend, thank you for doing this. It's been a pleasure. I'm Scott Curlin. Bye.